0: You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, we're double dipping this week and you are getting a taste of our casual Friday broadcast. We put this on Facebook and YouTube as a video feed talking about uh, different uh, charts is usually what we go over. Charts, uh, items of the week uh, with some of the advisors here in the Ford Financial Group office. And so what you're going to listen to today is uh, the audio pulled from that video broadcast uh, for our 311 Casual Friday broadcast between with Ryan Louie, who's a partner, financial advisor, certified financial planner here in our office, and me talking about Russia, oil, uh, the Federal Reserve, and finally, and maybe least importantly, what we've got going on this weekend. So I hope you enjoy this. This is uh, ripped from our casual Friday broadcast that you can find on Facebook, our Facebook page for uh, Ford Financial Group Facebook page and the Ford Financial Group YouTube page as well. Enjoy. It's Friday again. Ryan, here we go. It's been a minute since we've done one of these. Yeah, at least probably about a couple of months. Yeah. Well, been even longer, I think for you. I know Eric's been on here a couple of times. It seemed right given what's going on with the world and what's going on with markets that we uh check in in real time you know we do our we do lots of newsletters and video updates but this is a nice kind of mid month well we're only a week into march but it feels like it's mid month technically uh with what's going on with markets uh short version is um, markets are down uh, (laughs) on the year on the month on the quarter. I think I'll share something here real quick. I'll share one of my screens. Um, you know, just looking, uh, if we we're to take a look, you probably can't see this too much here, but just like, let's take a look at the S&P 500. Um, just the performance even uh, year to date down 10.5% from when we're recording this today. Um, it's been It's been rough. You know, we dropped in January, popped back up in February and then, Putin did his thing and and here we go. Uh, well, I think the
1: stories uh, that we've had, you know, we started off January with some of the issues with what the what the Fed's going to be doing. Then, you know, a month later, we're dealing with a war. Um, it feels like we probably have had enough negative uh, headline stories and turbulence for a year. But unfortunately, sure. we're, we're only two months, really two months and a week into into the year.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we've got here. We go. We've got Wall Street Journal. Russia amps up Ukraine attacks. Um, so this is still going despite um, efforts to try and to efforts to try and quell this. Um, you know, the inflation today. We got a. We're we're going to get a. Uh, we're getting a print here. This just here lately. Um, inflation's popping the highest it has in forty years with no signs of slowing down. I mean this. This makes. Um, for a challenging investing environment. I think we we thought at this point inflation was gonna to start to chill out a little bit, uh, but what's going on in Ukraine certainly has kept it from chilling out. Uh, in fact, it's maybe made matter, matters worse even.
1: More most, most likely it's probably made it worse. And you know, it's one of those things that are unfortunately out of our hands. Um, it's out of the Fed ha- Fed's hands too, and to trying to control it when you have all these other issues um causing prices well, in the world.
0: Yeah, that's some of the worry. Um so we have some things to share. I think um what we can do. Oops, let me get out of here. Um, I think we'll we'll do this. Sometimes we go one and one, one and one. We've got four things to review today. Um, and the first one is talking about how much of an impact Russia has on the MSCI. Um, because that is that's really um it's something that I get phone calls about. Oops, how are you in this? There we go. Um, that's some. This is something I we get calls about pretty frequently, or at least I have, which is to say, um, I want to get out of any emerging market funds because Russia. I don't want to be invested in Russia, whether it's a political statement or an economic effort. Um, we're saying, you know, some clients are saying, "I want out." Um, one of the things that I, I kind of point at is how little Russia represents of the emerging market index, right? Russia's not even in the developed market index because of the size of its economy. And so it, it's only making up a percent and a half of the emerging market index, which is really small,
1: really yeah, small. So, so it's easy, easy to say to clients right now that have concerns that if you did have some exposure to emerging markets as a, like a, broad, as a broad basket, you probably yeah. did have some exposure to Russia, but in, in, the scheme of things is really not anything consequential now you know not to own any when you own emerging markets is, is not probably possible other than what they're what they're with the sanctions and some of you know the, the how they have to write down the assets that that has some kind of impact to whether you're not gonna, what, what kind of exposure you actually really have
0: yeah it's noteworthy also that the msci is talking about dropping russia from the index which would clear it out all entirely and it's also worth noting that yeah uh, you know many people don't actually own the index for the emerging markets. We own emerging market mutual funds that have even less than this. I think the the funds I was telling you earlier that, that I, we use many of the portfolios less than a percent uh, in, in Russia and probably, you know, give it two more weeks and it'll probably be down to zero just the same way the index is. Right. Um, so cutting and running out of your emerging markets uh, stock or funds or, uh, mutual funds or etfs is probably not the right answer as far as as far as what's going on with with your portfolio right
1: right uh, yeah i think at this point it's uh it's okay to carry emerging markets if you still want to have that diversification without having to worry that there's going to be some large impact to the downside um because of r- russian exposure and equity. right
0: yeah, I think the the real effects aren't aren't so much being invested in Russia through your investments. The real problem is how how what are what are the spillover effects? You know, we just looked at these inflation numbers. They're the highest in 40 years. And frankly, with energy, um, they're poised to go up. The inflation reads are are almost mathematic it's a mathematical certainty now almost that they're gonna go up from here, not down from here. And so that's kind of a bit when we're talking about Russia and its effects, it's not so much the the investment directly in Russia. In fact, we can kind of take a look at the Russian sectors and see, um, where the most international exposure is and what is going, is going on in Europe and how it weighs on things. This, this doesn't tell the whole story of why tech is getting killed so far this year. Um, but it certainly tells part of the story why technology is really, really having a heck of a time, um, you know, it, as far as the downturn, you know, the NASDAQ has performed so much worse and such so tech heavy, whereas uh, obviously energy is going to do pretty well. Um, but utilities, real estate, financials, less of an exposure uh, internationally, and particularly to Europe.
1: Um, yeah, I tech exposure, too. I think people, because the NASDAQ is on the news as one of the three benchmarks, you know, every night. Um, we see, we do see it going down the most and uh, you know I think part of the reason too is sometimes we we get this experience in in investing which is what goes up most also comes down the hardest um, and so it'll no sort of a feel, a fill feel that because it has done tremendously well for a very long period of time and, and again those extended gains over the many years um, also leads it to be the one that also could get hit the hardest
0: well it's starting to feel like a little mini tech bubble burst is it not? Yeah, for sure. I, I
1: I um I don't know that a lot of people are feeling it the same way because I think that the Nasdaq as a whole, you know, back in the when the dot com bubble burst after the '90s was the whole entire benchmark. We're starting to see, you know, the, some of the smaller names, um, you know, not the Apple, the the Netflix, you know, Microsoft, Apple, but the, the smaller components are the ones that got hit really hard. And I'm not even sure that most people know that a lot of those big those those other names. You know, are down sixty,
0: seventy, eighty percent. Yeah, which is so a couple of names high. you just mentioned are down like forty, almost fifty percent on the year. So even some of the mega cap has gotten demolished.
1: Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been definitely tough, tough, tough on the technology side.
0: Yeah, and some might be, some might you might even argue oversold because even with some of these earnings reports that have come out, like the numbers have been maybe a little soft for some companies, but they're getting hammered, hammered.
1: I think by uh, default, though, some of these names get hit because because they are in the technology sector, by yeah. default, they are going to get hit harder, um, even though it's not necessarily warranted.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's not even technology, right? Sometimes it's even like um, – uh, sometimes it's not just technology sometimes it's even like retail names it just if you're not if you're not if these earnings reports aren't perfection then some of these names are getting it just there's this there's this cloud over the market right now where everybody is just de-risking um and it's not just because of valuations or just because of russia or just because of interest rates but it's um you know, because of lots of things. But oil, obviously, and energy is playing a, a part in this. So, Ryan, this is one of yours that you picked to kind of chat about today. What's up with oil?
1: Yeah. So, I, I picked this only because I feel like this is like the common discussion of everyone, uh, which is, oh, have you seen how much gas prices are? And it seems that everyone that I talk to, is running over to Costco to get their gas because it seems to be one of the easier places to, to, to get cheap gas, you know, without yeah. having to really research um, which, which local gas stations selling the cheapest gas, right. Um. You know, gas was, was high previously, um, you know, prior to what was happening with Ukraine and Russia, but has um, gotten exacerbated because of it yeah. really it boils down to the fact that, you know, if oil is getting cut off, from one of uh, from a large uh, country that produces it, uh, we have less of it, but the demand doesn't diminish, and so therefore prices prices go up. Um, you know, I think around here it's not uncommon to see. Definitely, gas prices are in the neighborhood of you know upwards of five to five fifty. I've seen So SoCal looks like they're they're hovering at some places around seven dollars for for gas right.
0: Now. Yeah, I think the reality is where we are in the central California in Central California, we're going to look at six dollars a gallon. I I would expect before the summer is over if not before the month is over you know yeah
1: and i think that you know as, as again the, the weather gets warmer we start to drive more too. california already has higher gas prices than the rest of the nation for, for the yeah. most part and so it's just going to lead to prices that we probably at least in my lifetime i probably can say i don't know if i've seen
0: yeah adjusted for inflation compared to where we were in 2008 we're still not at the peak um And, you know, it's dangerous saying, oh, this is the highest it's ever been. Well, yeah, but, you know, McDonald's cheeseburger was 50 cents. Uh, yeah, there's definitely
1: some inflation. You have to adjust for inflation otherwise. Sure. It's
0: not a fair so, advantage. so but we are close to where we are at all time highs, certainly adjusting for inflation. uh You know, interestingly, it, this is kind of one of the drags on the economy. This kind of inflation is a drag on the economy and something that can't be fixed with higher interest rates. um We yeah. are also driving more as we get out of COVID, right? Uh, I saw a stat um year over year we're we're consuming or we're driving 7% more we're consuming 7% more gasoline than we were this time last year okay. so it's not just a supply issue like everything it's de- everything right now at least it's a demand issue as well and um,
1: the spillover effect to this of course and i think most people know this is that you know if you're if, if gas prices go you know up a couple dollars a gallon, then it's, uh, you know, you're spending 20, 30, $40 more on your gas each week, which, you know, the money's getting pulled from your pocket that you can't then go spend on something yes. else that you want to
0: discretionarily it's a tax. On. It's a tax on everybody yeah. and yeah. it disproportionately affects the people who can least afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, this is all, this is a, this is not a super, ex- <laughs> it's hard to be real excited about what's going on right now, frankly. Um, you know, I, I will say, though, that we are kind of at the average correction point. Uh, I don't have a, a chart for it, of course, but, um, you know, we're we're uh, the S&P 500 right now. The average correction is 14 um, percent. It's not to say that we'll and we're not even there yet. It's not to say we won't get there or maybe even go have a bigger correction than this but so far we don't see what would be maybe bear market territory and like economic recession yet but stuff like oil and stuff like inflation um certainly can hinder growth and that's that's going to could possibly be a problem kind of as we as we go forward um we don't have a chart for the last thing here um but we wanted to kind of just i think chat um about the fed meeting coming up next week um you know the federal reserve is going to meet and talk uh, interest rates, and even Jay Powell came out and said, uh, kind of gave a little bit of a preview. Um, what do you think is going to happen next week, Ryan?
1: Yeah, so um, the meeting's on the 16th, and really it's the the first meeting that we're going to have in regards to the you know the Fed raising interest rates, and so. The Fed's in a tough place, just kind of with everything with dealing with inflation, and that's their that's their main goal this year is to kind of combat inflation and get it down to a more reasonable number. You know, they only really honestly have a couple of tools in 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 their in their you know tool set, and one of them mm-hmm. is to raise interest rates, which we expect that they're going to do next week.
0: Right, I think uh, a lot of the handicapping that's been going on with the Federal Reserve is when and by how much. Right, are we going to raise rates? A half are the Fed going to raise the Fed fund rate a half of a percent, quarter percent? How quickly are they going to do it? Market, especially in January, was really kind of uh, gripping tightly when Bullard came out and said half a percent in March and a full percent before we get to the mid-year point. I don't think there's a snowball's chance in that hell that's going to happen now, given the kind of global uncertainty, but they certainly have to do something. And Powell has said a quarter percent here in March at the very least.
1: Yeah, so this is, think of this more as like the start line, right? Um, this is going to be the first interest rate hike that we've we've had in a while. And therefore, it's going to be a matter of watching exactly where we go for the remainder portion of the year. And honestly, I think it's going to be, you know, the, the Fed's going to continue to look at inflation every single month and kind of keep making a decision for the next meeting to decide whether they need to r- raise interest rates or and by how much. And so this is a moving target kind of depending on you know how, how inflation stays high is going to dictate what kind of movement the fed's going to have to continue to do
0: yeah I'm gonna go on a limb here I'm gonna say uh, four increase four increases a full percent before the year is over I think, that's, with, I think starting that's, next week um, maybe they take September off uh, because the midterm election um, but I say a full percent for the year
1: I and know. I think a full percent is uh, is you know a very good benchmark i think anything more aggressive than that you could maybe see a little volatility within within the markets um yeah so well it, so much of the
0: inflation is is like energy right so, and but every time we every time we wait and say oh well the supply chain is going to relent or demand is going to chill out it doesn't happen <laughs> well nothing, so, nothing's
1: happened nothing's ha- unfortunately it feels like nothing's happened to, to alleviate inflation. I think people are still spending money just like they, they always have. I think that the, the labor, the, again, we can't, we can't get enough people working. So you have to pay, pay workers more, which is not necessarily right. a bad thing, but you have to entice people to, to by paying higher wages, which gets passed on. Sure. Um, again, you have the supply chain issues that does it seems like maybe it's modestly gotten better, but it's still out there. Right. Um, and now you have a, a war where the commodities that we, we typically can get are not, not as readily available.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it feels like the, Fed maybe has thought, well, I certainly maybe last year, uh, the Fed has thought, okay, well, all of these things that are contributing to inflation are going to start rolling off or at least calming down. So that, but instead the opposite has happened. It hasn't, it hasn't eased. It's gotten worse. And so now they really are going to have to come in. Um, but they they're coming in. I'll bet you if you pulled every single voting member on the FOMC, they would say they wish they had started doing this last year because now they're forced to do it in a year where we've got this geopolitical instability that's making life
1: Yeah, it would have been easier to do it in a market that was heading upwards at that point. Now 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 they're starting at a market that's going downwards.
0: Yeah. And and they're going to probably exacerbate the problem here, you know. So well, you know, this is this has been a pretty dour <laughs> <laughs> Casual Friday, but I think one that we needed to get a, a hold of, you know, I think, I think the problems right now are real and everybody has a reason to be concerned. I don't think we have a reason to panic. Right. This is not, this is if, if, tw- if the spring of 2020 or all of 2008, or even the tech rec or 1987, if it's taught anybody, anything, it's, it's sticking with it is the choice that's going to benefit you the most. Um, as long as you have, um, as long as you have the right stuff in place, uh, you know whether it's enough cash and reserves to supplement your spending, if that, that's what needs to be done, from a financial planning perspective, right? not just from an investment perspective. If you're doing all the other right things, you can sit back and let your investments repair themselves over how long it it's going to take. Yeah, wait it out. That's exactly right uh so what are you reading this weekend let's finish up with this we're headed into the weekend you're going on vacation
1: i am going on vacation so we're we're heading uh, my wife and i are heading out to vegas uh first time that the both of us are going to vegas in two and a half years it was it was a normal thing until covid came so we had a a two-year reprieve um
0: so so you're gonna be eating a lot
1: yeah. Mostly eating.
0: Yeah. Not, we're
1: not really a gambler. So, you know, um, I'll read something casually, but I don't know. I, I, you know, on these types of trips, it's uh, you know, you, you pass some time by putting something on your phones while you're traveling and you're in the airport and on the plane. But, you know, other, th- other than that, I honestly probably won't be do- watching much TV or, or, or reading too much. So what about you? So,
0: well, uh, you won't even, not even on the plane. What do you read on the plane? What do you watch on the plane?
1: I don't know. Like I, I'll I'll scramble because we, we we're not really watching any shows right now, so it's not something that um, I'm going to download. You know, I have something to download, so I'll probably scramble last minute. Find Wait, something. you said
0: you're not watching any shows right now? Nothing? Not really. And and you know the the,
1: play, the plane flight's only 45, 50 minutes, so it's not like yeah, you can right. Get a lot done during that during that time period.
0: Well, so so you're you're doing that. So I'm gonna be I'll be busy. Emailing you articles and stuff <laughs> this weekend. Very I read well. a really interesting uh, article in the Atlantic about how um, Germany is changing pretty dramatically here in a really short period of time, going in a much different direction than they have the 70 years since World War II. Um, that has been kind of this the the geopolitical stuff that's going on is really fascinating to me. I, in fact, I just picked up uh, Ray Dalio's book, The Changing World Order. There's he put a YouTube video out that was pretty fascinating about a 20 minute video so that's something i'll probably begin this weekend um i will also be watching the netflix formula one documentary Uh, well they have it's it's every season it's drive to survive it's called they've done four of them it's kind of like um hard knocks for football right but it's formula one it's fantastic i'm a big formula one guy so this is i love starting the season with formula one behind the scenes and then also uh i gotta find a way to bootleg some indian wells coverage for tennis oh yeah or just go i would love to go it's not (laughs) the cards unfortunately but you know i don't have on youtube tv there's no tennis network tennis channel so i'm gonna have to figure out figure out a way to bootleg this one there, there, there,
1: there's always uh youtubers on there that uh have have those videos so you yeah, should, yeah you gotta look hard enough you'll find them
0: no i'll find something i'll find so so i'll be i'll be watching sports and reading about the changing world order okay so, well I'll, yeah. I'll be i'll be eating
1: my way through vegas and we'll we'll have something to talk all about right basically. well have some for me then what? yeah <laughs> okay.
0: well excellent well let's leave it there ryan have a good weekend safe travels and uh we'll th- do this again here very soon All right, sounds
2: good. All right, have a good one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principle. No strategy assures success or protects against loss the economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.